buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here this Saturday from 12 until 1 o'clock. Mr. Callagher, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Jim. We're doing well up here in the Northland. Uh, we had a little bit of nice weather. This I week. heard. Um, and we're hoping for more. You know, um, so we're recording this on Friday and yesterday... It was 84 degrees in Minneapolis at like 7 o'clock, and it was 82 degrees here. So And it was 50 here in Duluth. Mm. <laughs> if that, if there was a I nice there, little but The milestone is, is that when it, there's a few times in the year, several actually, where it's either the same or it's a little bit warmer up in the Northland than it is down here, which is, I find it strange, but it does occur. Yeah, well, we we have that big lake outside here, and that uh, yeah. is a natural air conditioner. And, and it wasn't too far south that it really warmed up as you got out on Duluth. But, uh, yeah, right over the hill? <laughs> yes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Over, 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 yeah, over the hill, and, and you're, you're on the freeway, and, and away we go. All right. Well, Gary, um, we had a very strange thing happen um, up uh, down here. I've never heard of it up there, but... Um, we had a an elderly woman who was killed because she was walking out in her yard and she fell through the septic tank. Oh boy! Yeah, now you've never heard of that, right? Well, it's it, it's rare, but but I will um um. Do you remember several years ago, and this might be 10, 12 years ago, whatever, and I forget the name of the company. This was in South Superior. Oh, yeah. And they had all that crew from... Yeah, yeah, uh, that was Kimmis. That company? Kimmis, Kimmis, yes. I graduated with the guy, one of the guys that died. There were two brothers, yep. Yeah, that was the saddest thing in the world. Didn't, like, four people pass away on that? Um, No, it was... Or was it two? It was two, and the one... Yeah, that was really bad. The one, the one brother raced in after his other brother and also succumbed. Yeah, but yeah, this is that wasn't a, that wasn't anything that was a collapsible thing. They were working in a right. in a um, right. They were working um, in a in a pipe. Um, by the way, we also had two guys that were just killed here a couple of days ago in a, when a trench caved in. But these things, I think the difference between the septic systems down here in Florida and the septic systems up north is up north, you know where they are because they have that collar coming out of the ground. Um, and I think the risers, they call them, I think they're risers, they, they, they have to be, I think, 18 inches out of the ground, above ground, I think it is, is the, is the code. Where here, um, we don't have the snow, obviously, so... Um, you're not going to really run into it with a snow plow or whatever, I guess. So 
they don't have those risers and the the tank covers get covered up um and and some of these systems are you know 40 years old they haven't been changed because we're nothing but sand down here um and they and they probably should be of course changed but yeah poor gal was walking in her yard apparently and uh she fell through the cover as it, it had rotted away and uh they didn't find her until after it was too late so I don't even know what to say about safety issues, but I mean, if you have an old system, you know, either here in Florida or, or, or in the, you know, in the Northland, man, you should get that thing checked out because how dangerous, it can't be any more dangerous than that is what I meant to say. Well, I'll tell you something there, there, there was actually a property that I was on and this was actually in South Superior last summer. And as I got out and was walking around this land and, you know, we went on the land, I got extremely spooked. And I started thinking to myself, this property is so old and so, um, you can just tell that that whatever was done was done by the people that built it. Right. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, oh oh boy, if there's like an open septic here, I'm not going to see the grass was tall. And so I actually backed out of where I was walking in and started backing out the same way I came in because I got extremely concerned that this is something that I could run into. And then I, I will tell you this, Jim, you see on some of these old farmsteads up here, there are open wells, some of these yeah. artesian wells that people built. Um, uh, there are there are septic systems that people have just put plywood over the tank cover. Um, uh, and so when you get into some of these older properties and they don't have the visual like um, septics where you have these risers, these vent pipes, those types of things, you it's got to be on the back of your mind that you have to be aware of this stuff that this could be a potential issue and a lot of them when you get on some of these old properties like some of these old farmsteads these dairy farms these cattle farms these things like this and, and there's not many of them anymore but they do exist out there and you have to be aware if you're especially if you're walking out there and you're in the middle of summer where the grass is growing up and you, and and you really can't see anything it's an issue and uh boy i hope this wasn't the case with this poor lady um that um, maybe they had some old type of covering over the opening of yeah, this tank and that it was just it. rotted. That was it, oh, Gary. They, boy. Yeah, it was uh, It was an old septic system that, um, you know, I guess they're getting around to it. I mean, these things have to be inspected and they have to be safe. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it was something that you don't hear about every day. And, um, you know, you don't you don't hear about, like, people falling down a well much anymore in this country. But, you know, you certainly can hear about it in other countries. So, yeah, you got a you got an older septic system. Um, man, it's time to get it checked out. Um, I, I always say, you know, a lot of people think about nothing when they flush the toilet. Well, it goes away. That's all I know. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more to it than that, no matter if you have a septic or not. So you got to keep these things up to speed. Uh, Up to speed. And, uh, I hope, I don't know if the lady had children or whatever, but that's, that's a really bad way to find somebody passed away. I don't know how they found her or how long she, she had, you know, been, you know, once they found her after she fell through there. They didn't get into Um, that in the article, but you know, poor woman. Um, yeah. Yep. So, all right, Gary, let's uh, move on to some other subject. Well, real estate obviously uh, is 
it's on the forefront of everybody's mind. It has been for the last few years and seems like forever. But the big, I think the big buzzwords today right now, Jim, in the real estate market are, are the, uh, the markets are slowing or the slowing of the market. And I don't think it's, you're seeing it happen. And, you know, especially in our market here, but, but they are going to start to slow and you are going to see uh, more inventory come into the marketplace. You are gonna see these interest rates continue to rise. And my goodness, these uh, uh, these FHA and VA loans, Jim, the 30-year fixed um, FHA and VA both jumped a half a percent last week, or this week, and they're both at 5.75% for a 30-year term. Yeah, I was just um, looking that up. So um, are they still lower than conventional? The conventionals actually came back. The conventional 30-year okay. term is at 5.5%. Last week, it was at 565 right. um, But um, But these interest rates are on the rise. And um, there was an article this week in uh, Forbes magazine that something big is happening in the real estate market. And this is it. Uh, the more the mortgage interest rates are going to put downward pressure on the housing market. And if you have if you were qualified to buy a house even in January, Jim, and they did a mortgage interest rate of say three percent, which they were running at in January of this year, January and February. And even into March. And you were qualified to buy a house, but you were a marginal buyer and your qualifications and you haven't found a house yet. Guess what? Yeah. You are probably priced out of the market. And if you're an FHA buyer or, you know, uh, not necessarily VA buyer, you know, VA buyers, yeah, but VA is a little bit different of an animal. But FHA buyers, where it's a low down payment, it's a three and a half percent down, um, it's, a, it's a higher risk mortgage, you're probably not going to be able to buy a house. And, and so that. When you when you factor in that type of stuff, and and maybe locally, I don't know what the numbers are locally. Maybe it's two or three percent of the market. But when you start factoring this stuff in nationally, this could get into the in the the, the hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know if it'll approach a million, but you could be talking about a, a, a very large percentage of people nationally that this affects. And when you start calculating, let's say the numbers of half a million people are priced out of the market. Let's say we we sell five to six million homes per year. You know, you're talking about, you know, a good percentage of the market that's all of a sudden, boom, been priced out of the market. 500,000 homes that they could have been competing against, boom, now they can't buy one. That creates um, a situation to where all of a sudden you have less, less competition. Um, and let's say it's a million people. So you get what I'm saying here. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden you have a lot of people that aren't qualified to buy a house. What that will do, Jim, is it will start to slow the market down. And the higher these interest rates go, the more people that will get priced out of the market and the more homes you will see sit on the market. And and at some point, and this might take a year or two to, to work through the log jam of, of, of buyers that are still out there, um, but at some point, it's going to be um, a situation to where um, you um, you're going to come start to come back into a normal market. 
Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And I think we should, we should continue with the subject a little bit after we come back from our break, which we're at. So, folks, stay tuned. We're, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney, Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Gary, why don't you give out your uh, phone number? Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615 up here in the Twin Ports, licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. If you need a value on your home, please give me a call, 218-390-0615. Yeah, and if you want to reach me, my telephone number is uh, area code 218-348-7653. Of course, I'm in the uh, Punta Gorda Florida real estate market, and um, yeah, I can help you with any of your uh, Florida home needs, whether you have to buy or sell or anything like that. And man, Gary, there's still a lot of people down here um, from all other kind, kinds of the country that are still wanting to get in on houses down here. So I know what you're talking about, and I can see it on the horizon as well um, with these interest rates. Uh, you know, and, and I think you got to factor in a lot more things. Um, factor in the interest rates. Factor in, I mean, how much is gas a gallon up there now? Uh, four. Just it, it surpassed four. Um, four dollars a gallon. Okay, we're at four fifty. So it's 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 uh, crazy. Uh, and, and and you know what? We were at around four dollars for for quite a while, and then it just jumped. You know, in like in one day, forty or fifty cents. It was just insane. Um, but I think you know those those factors are going to hurt as well. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard for people to afford things when everything is getting so expensive. Inflation is just it's a killer. Um, yep. And the interest rates are are trying to curb you know the inflation and. Yeah, let's hope it works, but let's hope it's not a not a real long term issue because that could bring housing, you know, to a very you know well it's going to slow it down that's for sure. Uh, and you're already seeing it there. You're they're already they're already feeling it nationwide. So, um, and you were talking about people who are who are having to get a mortgage, and sometimes their the interest rates go up, and they're they they are no longer qualified to afford the house that they have or they're they're trying to buy in the price range and i think that's going to affect everybody else in in the chain too because if it, if prices start to drop and and they haven't yet here that's for sure but if they do start to drop then the people who are are putting out these cash offers on properties they're probably going to you know put their hands back in their pockets and and wait a little bit to make to, to see how this thing shakes out. Um, I've had several people say, "Yeah, I don't know. It's um, right now. I'm just going to see what happens in the next couple of months in the real estate market. See if it still goes up or not." And and you know what? I I can't argue with that uh, that mentality. And and but certainly it hasn't happened. Uh, I I was in competition on a, on an offer just the other day, Gary, and and believe it or not, we won. Um, it was an FHA buyer. It's very hard to place an FHA loan down here on any house. She had already lost, or they had already lost out on four other houses um, within the last four weeks. Um, and it's been a lot of homes that we have looked at. And anyway, um, they finally got one yesterday, and they're going to lock in on their interest rate. 
um, hopefully today, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to closing. But yeah, so we're still seeing competition on on most listings. I had I had another listing that I just sold last week, and um, what did we have? We had four offers on that one. Um, and that one's pending now too. So we're still having all kinds of activity. And that one, and both of those properties went over asking price. So we're still having that kind of a market down here. What are you, what are you seeing up there? Are you still seeing multiple offers? You had said last week, I think that you had uh, you had been in competition with a property that had like fifteen offers or something, right? Yes, uh, we're still seeing the active uh, activity on the listings. There's no question about it. Um, and actually, with that particular buyer, we did actually get a house similar to yours. We won it, and and I was told by the agent there were also 15 offers on the one that we were in competition was, and my buyer happened to win out on it, and she just went for it. But you know what we did, Jim? What? You know what we did that made a difference? What? We did the pre-inspection. Oh. We set up a, an inspector. Yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah, inspector. Yeah, and uh, and she got it. So I I don't. Maybe I talked about this last week. I don't. Yeah, yeah, we did. Up. We did. Uh, she did get it. So, uh, but in in terms of this housing market, this housing market, I believe, is going to uh, you're going to start to see it eventually slow up, and and a part of this a softening of this house housing market, this is by design, Jim. This is the, the Federal Reserve. Remember, they stopped this quantitative easing program and, and the, the government stopped buying all of these mortgage-backed securities back at the end of March. Right. And so they're, um, uh, they're doing this uh, to what they say, you know, uh, real in inflation. And the housing market is really one of the biggest drivers of inflation. That's what they're saying. So this upward pressure on these mortgage rates I think you're going to continue to see it, and I think we'll see it until this mortgage uh, or, or until the real estate market starts to stabilize, and and you start to see a rollback in price growth, a rollback in these runaway offers where people are, you know, bidding twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand over the list price, and you'll start to see that stuff come re- get come you know scale scaling back. And, and once you see that, uh, and, and will price growth plateau? I don't know, but it's certainly going to like, um, you're not going to see as much of, of price growth. And it, eventually, Jim, it's got to plateau. We want it to plateau. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sellers love this. Yeah. But it's not, it's not good for the market, and the market can't sustain it. No, it's you not can't sustainable. Have runaway yeah. price growth forever it's just not going to stay that way and we don't want that because we saw what what happened to that the one thing i will say is is that and the the experts are are also saying this nobody expects another housing recession like we saw in the late 2000s they're not saying that just simply because the banking the, the all the regulations in the, in those financial markets in the banking industry they're in place to protect people now and so you're not going to have that particular issue uh, with with the uh, with the mortgages that we had but um, you know having this market just be a normal market where you know you have uh, a three to five month supply of homes in, instead of a 30 day supply of homes it's just better for the market it's better for the market um, but at some you know you've got to also 
you know, the flip side of that is some people are go- are priced out of the market. They're not going to be able to buy and they're going to have to rent. And so I guess it's overall good, um, uh, you know, for everything. I mean, rental market, locally here anyways, <laughs> the real estate market, rental, sales, whatever. It's just been phenomenal, you know, over the past three years. So, um, but um, at some point it's it's got to settle down. And I think we're seeing the market starting to reel itself in. Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of think of it as a, you know, if you go back to the pandemic, um, I think this all kind of, uh, the writing has been on the wall. That First of all, we had the pandemic that shut everything down, costs all this money to, to keep the country going. And then we, then we run into the supply chain issues um, and, and, and the, the, the headaches that that's causing. And now you've got the invasion, you know, of uh, Ukraine by Putin. Um, we're throwing all this money at all of these issues, and uh, you know, eventually they, they can't print any more money without inflation really kicking our butts, and that's what's happening. Um, so yeah, the interest rates going up. I mean, Jesus, this this uh, this economy is starting to perplex me a little bit. I don't know um, where things are going to end up. Um, you know, the other thing too is that Gary, have you had any car repair issues at all? Because I have. And um, the spare parts, the, the parts that you need for your vehicle are probably, no matter what it is, they've probably at least doubled. Because um, I've been talking to mechanics and, you know, um, you know, getting quotes for like, you know, repairs for like $3,000 on things. And uh, it, it's, it's, you know, um, it's very, very... You know, I have, I have a car that's out of a warranty. So all this stuff is just really, really super expensive. And I think that in the end, you know, it's hard for people to afford, especially when, you know, um, the the wages don't meet, you know, what the needs are. So I don't know where it's all going to end up. But, yeah, they've got to they've got to back this inflation down because it's 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 getting tough for people out there. The price of gas is a killer. Um, I, What's I've your seen, price per gallon down there? It's like four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know what's driving it. You know, I hear price gouging. I hear you know all this other kind of stuff. But you know, it's just uh, it's 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 not sustainable. Neither is the housing market. So they they've got to figure out a way um, to make this kind of stuff work. So. Well, I think a lot of people are concerned about what's going on, you know, in the economy and everybody's lives. I mean, I think there's a lot of concern out there, Jim. But also, too, I think there's a lot of people that are just uh, shrugging their shoulders at it when it comes to housing anyways. And, you know, when people get in the mode to buy a house, they're in the mode. And uh, I think you're you're you're. You sense that with the marketplace, and I have—I still have, you know, a number of buyers that, you know, I'm get—I get texts sometimes hourly. It's like, did you see this house? This house just came on the market. Can oh, yeah. you look at it? You know, and so you have this like uh, excitement and energy in the market that still exists, you know. But but also, I think you have some concern in the marketplace that people are concerned what's going on in the world, and and um, uh, they're a little. Um, they're a little gun shy about making large purchases, so uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But right now, I would say it just really hasn't affected the local market here, and uh, there are still a, a lot of activity. But I do think that we are on uh, the uh, uh, on a cycle that we're going to start seeing drawback. I think you know houses 
I've definitely noticed a lot more houses coming into the marketplace in the last, you know, uh, week to two weeks. And I think some of it's seasonal where, you know, the weather right. is finally fine up here and everything. But but it'll be interesting to watch these houses and, uh, you know, keep an eye on them. And, you know, what's the percentage of them that are selling multiple offers? And are we starting to see any price reductions? And I think if we start to see properties that, where we have these price reductions, that uh, that could be a, just a telltale sign of, okay, this market is is starting to slow down a little bit. And uh, But when it shakes out to where you don't have 15 offers on a house, 10 offers on any given house, I still think we're a ways away from that. Yeah, I, I think you're right, too, because there is still a basic housing shortage. You know, um, and they they're still talking about that, and uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll just have to watch the market. We'll keep our people informed here on on this radio station and out there in the in the real estate world. So, all right, Gary, one more thing I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit more on the home inspection issue where you where you said you had it pre inspected. Um, in Florida, there's a common mini inspection here, and it's called a four-point inspection. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, so a four-point home, a four-point inspection is usually required by insurance companies down here when a home is more than 40 years old or a rental property is more than 30 years old. And they don't want a copy of an entire inspection, but they have, a, they, they have what they call a four-point home inspection. And there's four four things, obviously. One of them, first one, is roof. So they look at the type of the roof. You know, is it shingles? Is it is it tile? Um, you know, is it steel? Um, the age and condition of the roof. You know, if there's anything missing or if there's any active leaks. So that's past that. Then they look at the electrical system, um, and they they check the electrical panels and the type of wiring. And um, I know there are some electrical panels here that. Um, insurance companies won't touch. There's some older, some older panels that are probably like 30 years old, and if you have one of those, um, you might as well just uh, get it replaced because it's 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 been it's been proven to be faulty. And then they look at the heating and the cooling. So here, most of most of the time, we're worried about the air conditioning, of course. Um, but they're gonna they're looking at the age of that of that system, and is there any signs of of stress on it? Is it leaking? You know, how long is it gonna last? Kind of a thing. And then the last thing they look at on this four point inspection is the plumbing system, um, and they're gonna look at the type of lines, um, whether it's copper, galvanized, you know, um, or anything like that. Is there any any obvious um, evidence of leaks? Um, and then also included in that is the age of the hot water heater. So a four-point inspection gets delivered to the insurance company, um, and that helps them get a better rate. So if you're like, um, there's one that we're going through on a four-point inspection. Um, the roof was just replaced. It has all new windows. Um, the electrical the electrical box was was um, was just updated, and um, the heating, uh, the cooling, the air conditioning system was put in like four or five years ago. So we're going to pass with flying colors. But what it does for these people is it gets them a better insurance rate because um, if these things are newer, then you can actually get you can actually get a sizable discount on your insurance down here, especially for the roof. They have a they have another one that's called a wind mitigation. So they're going to look at the and determine you know will this roof hold up in high winds? 
Um, and if it doesn't, then, you know, good luck getting an insurance company and to, to, to back you. And um, it's, it's kind of difficult to get insurance down here because of, you know, the hurricane possibilities and stuff. So it's very interesting, very different down here as far as what as far as um, how they look at things. Oh, I can imagine that uh, uh, a lot of big differences between the Northland and down in, in Florida where you are. Uh, you know, you're on somewhat of a peninsula. You're most of Florida is surrounded by water. You know, when you think about it. So, you know, and I we've often heard up here uh, about hurricane. You know, buying in, insuring properties during the hurricane season, those types of things, and that it can um, uh, be be a little bit difficult. But um, uh, as far as these inspections go, Jim, yeah, I think those are really good things that you mentioned, and I think that the insurance companies obviously they have a handle on what they pay out and, and what yeah. problems exist. So it doesn't surprise me that they have those type of regulations on those particular issues. And I think that those are, are very important. How much time do we have left in this? Uh, we're, we just got to wrap up this segment and uh, go to break right now. So let's do okay, it. Cause I'm going to continue this a little bit when we come yeah. back. All right. Very good. Very quick about your phone number before we go. 218-390-0615. If you want to reach me in Florida, 218-348-7653. We'll be right back. Stay right there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. I'm down in Punta Gorda, Florida. Of course, Gary's up there in the Twin Ports. Um, so we were just talking about, um, you know, things that are going wrong with houses. Our four-point inspection is what I was just talking about, which is, you know, consists of inspecting the roof, the electrical, the heating, and the cooling, and then the plumbing system, um, and how insurance companies use that information in order to provide a, a better rate or ultimately may decide not to insure a particular property. You know, I'm looking at this website. I was just reading about uh, the four-point inspection. It says... Can I use my regular home inspection instead? <laughs> and um, I imagine what the answer is, and here's what it is. You can provide your insurance company with a full home inspection in lieu of the four-point inspection. However, we strongly recommend that you don't do this. <laughs> we ask clients to only provide a four-point inspection rather than the entire inspection because often a home inspection will also list other minor or other damages and we don't want to send all of those things into the insurance company. You may not get insurance. <laughs> so there you go. Just a four-point home inspection is, is, is what's necessary down here um, to try to get an insurance break. So, but you wanted to talk some more about it. Well, I think that this is, this is an important issue. And with all these, everything that we've gone through in this marketplace over the last three years with uh, these multiple offers and people having to waive their inspections uh, and then having problems after the fact, I think that there, this is, is a worthy issue that, you know, to, to keep on the forefront and discuss it. And I think especially when you get buyers and, and I'm going to say single, single ladies, single gals, I think they're, they're probably one in, in the highest category of like, I want a home inspection. You know, I don't care. I just, I need to have the home inspection. And, and yeah. they're, they're willing to, to lose out home after home after home just as long as they get that. 
and 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 that's I think that's understandable, you know. And I think that you you want a peace of mind when you buy buy uh, a home, you know, because it's a big purchase; it's a lot of money. And so having a little peace of mind and a little comfort level of you know what it is when it comes to your major systems, like you said, your roof, your plumbing, your wiring, your windows, your siding, uh, basement foundations, uh, furnaces, all those types of things. I think it's important for people, and so. Uh, in this one particular issue, having um, to be up against all these multiple offers and lose time after time after time, and then this new angle with these walkthrough inspections that came through, you know, I know the the single gal that I was working with, she just jumped on this, and you know, you know, we log it in, we tell the listing company that we're hey, we're doing a walkthrough inspection with an inspector, um, get through there, you know. It's not a full-blown inspection, but he does all the necessary things. And uh, she was able to write this offer without an inspection contingency, and boom, she ends up getting the house. So I think these are important. And then the other thing, Jim, I want to shift to is I think that there are different levels of people when they're buying houses. And I want to shift over to investment properties because I think people that buy investment properties are a little bit more savvy. They're a little bit more experienced. They have a little bit more knowledge about things in properties and and i think that they can walk into a property and and do a little bit better assessment of it than the average buyer because they've been through it so many times absolutely i just i just went through this on on a triplex here locally this week and and uh the investment buyer that i've been working with for quite a while and he's owned hundreds of units he's able to walk through these properties and assess them know what he's getting into and he doesn't have to put an inspection into his offer now in one particular case this week he did you know because there were some noticeable issues and and he wanted a little closer look at it so we did a very short inspection and one of the things with with houses jim we have some houses especially as you get up into uh observation hill area they're up they're built over ledge rock Right and ledge rock historically, when you have a house built over it, you're going to have water coming through that that foundation. It's just kind of an inherent issue, and so we we came in there and we saw all this water in this basement and it was running, and we had all, had all this rain, so we just assumed that this was like a ledge rock issue that they're going to have it. Yeah. They had a fan down there, a dehumidifier, and so it's like, well, this is going to be an ongoing problem. Well, we did this this inspection. We get in there and we get the flashlights. We start crawling back into this this crawl space with this ledge rock and everything. Guess what? What? There, there's a leaking drain pipe oh. that's running water. And not only that, there was a running a toilet running. And I had checked the uh, comfort policy, the water sewer gas usage. And the water and sewer usage, Jim, was $9,000 for the previous year. How can that go unnoticed? Oh, my. Jim, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. Your water sewers, even in an investment property, is typically not going to be much over $1,000 a year. I'm surprised that the utility company didn't reach out to them and say, hey, we've obviously got an issue here. You know what? Typically, they do. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And they they will do that. They will ask that. But I went into this unit, and the the uh, and then the, the buyer was in there, and it's like this main level toilet is just running, and it's one of these old toilets. It's a big one, and it's running, and it's running. And we said to the tenant, "Is it only that running?" He said, "Oh, it runs all the time." <laughs> and does he? Pay, and then we went over. Yeah, the, I'm curious. Did, does he pay the utilities? The landlord pays all the utilities. Oh my gosh! On this one. How? And the, and, no wonder why he's selling it. He's not making any money. <laughs> 
And, and then we went to the second level unit, and guess what? The, second, the kitchen sink, a faucet is dripping, and we tried shutting it off. It's, it needs to be fixed, but it's running water. So we go in the basement, and all this water is running into this drain pipe, and the drain pipe is leaking into this ledge rock area in the basement. That's where the water's coming from. You know, and so um, uh, is he still going to buy it? I think I would think that. Yeah, is a, he's still going to buy it. You know, he, we negotiated as, a little, a little bit of, of money off of it. You know, and the and the the, uh, uh, the investor certainly has the ability to fix these things. But I will tell you this: he's going to save himself thousands of dollars a year on this yeah. investment by simply fixing a running toilet and a leaking kitchen sink faucet. Right. That's it. Yeah, and I mean you're talking several thousand dollars a year. Yep, that is going to increase his bottom line just simply by that, and uh, uh, and then fixing a a uh, a leaking drain pipe, which isn't a big fix. It isn't a, big, a real big deal, um, but you're going to eliminate ninety percent of the water in this basement by just that one fix. And so it always um, is. You know, there are good landlords, bad landlords, and ugly landlords. You know. <laughs> and it always, I, I always look at this when in these investment properties, when we go through these things, the amount of people that just don't pay attention to them. Right. I know. It's amazing. They just don't pay attention to them. And it's like they think that these things take care of themselves or they get so burnt out. They're not public relations people. They don't know that they have to take care of these things. They have to monitor for them. Uh, they require attention and they get burned out and they sell them because they can't deal with it. Right. And so, you know, you but but when it comes to these inspections, you have different levels of buyers that some can go in and look at this stuff and assess it. Some can't. And so trying to to work ourselves through this whole market with this stuff, it's uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic that we're dealing with. Yes, it is. I just that one that floors me. I mean, um, that is nine thousand dollars a year for. You know, uh, oh my! I just—I've never seen one that high. Yeah, uh, I haven't been, either. Been I mean, doing and I, a long I, time, and I've never seen the level of water and sewer usage to that level ever. Wow! I mean, that's just—that's crazy. I, I, as as an owner, as a renter, or whatever, whoever's paying that bill, I just can't. I can't imagine that they 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 uh, that they couldn't figure out something is not right here. You know, um, but hey, they know. must have deep pockets, or they just didn't care because yeah, yep, this, that's uh, it. I guess this is so. just one of those units where the people they weren't paying attention to it, and they they just they, they just weren't. And so, um, but Pretty my buyer's stuff. comfortable with it, and and they um, again don't have to have a full blown inspection. And um, I think that that's that uh, that's something that we deal with as real estate agents. Is people, you know, some people are savvy to the stuff; some people aren't. But I do. I'm a big believer in home inspections, and I really believe, hope this market comes back to normal where people have the right to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes makes complete sense. So, oh. <clears throat> all right. So, um, anything else on these home inspections that um, that you, you that affect properties up there in the springtime? Well, I think we're starting to see leaky basements. I think this is a great time of the year up here because yeah. we've had so much rain and the thaw's done. Uh, and so it's it's a great time to see yep. if water comes in the basement. And I will tell you this, Jim, with the amount of rain that we've had up here recently and the number of houses that I've been into, I am really surprised and quite impressed, actually, the number of properties that don't 
that I've seen that, that don't have water in their basements. And so it's a good time of year to see yeah. that. I had a, a friend of mine, an old golfing buddy of mine, I was talking to the other day, and you know, he told me, he, I, I told him, I said, how are the golf courses? He said they just opened. It wasn't, it, yeah. you know, they haven't been open very long, and the reason was is because the frost was still in the ground. Because you were having such cold nights and stuff, so man, it must have been a hard spring to get to this point, huh? Well, ice out on the lakes this week. You know, fishing openers today, yeah. Saturday, and, uh, well, um, and I think the, the fishing opener was cons- it was last week in Wisconsin, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been two weeks ago. Yeah, right. They still had ice on lakes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So I don't know, jeez Louise. All right, Gary, listen, we're coming up on a break here. Let's take it. Um, But before we do, why don't you give out your phone number one more time? Folks, in the Twin Ports, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. I'm licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. And down here in Punta Gorda, Florida, uh, you can reach me at 218-348-7653. So hang in there. We'll be right back to wrap it up for this week. back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. All right, Gary, let's finish her up. Um, you want to talk about a new property that you have for sale. New listing, Jim, on the market here. Uh, Wednesday of this past week, 6252 Church Road. Um, that's uh, on, it's, on a, it's actually a lake property, year-round lake property. It's on Cameron Lake. It's got 403 feet of uh, frontage. Wow. It's uh, on... 7.1 acres, three bedroom, three bath, two car attached, heated garage. This property was built in 1996. It uh, uh, also has a wood burning stove. It's got a really nice lower level family room, rec room, spa room. It's got three baths, and uh, master bath is one of those. Uh, so if you're interested in taking a look at something like that, you can give me a call at uh, 218-390-0615. Did I say the price? If I did, no. the price was $425,000 for this in Inland Lake home. Yeah. How many uh, How many square feet is it? Uh, you're looking at about 2900 just under 3000 yeah. for the square feet. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Is, it, is the lake, uh, is it a motorless lake? I don't know that lake, I don't think. Well, it's not a big lake. I think the the, the deepest part of it's like ten feet. So know? it's like so a canoe not, lake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can swim on it and stuff like that, but not a yeah. not a real not island lake or fish lake or anything. Yeah. Like does it does that, it but, does uh, it freeze out? I mean, does it have your own fish or does it freeze out? I think it freezes out. Yeah. Okay. Um, They're still nice. I mean, still the, the 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 visual is always nice too. If you can't catch any fish out of there, if you can't catch your dinner. Well, so. as the sellers say, though, that's a great hockey lake. Oh, if oh yes, kids exactly. And you want to play hockey? Put the that's what you, done yeah, that for years right? there, so. <clears throat> That's interesting. Hey Gary, I saw something down here in Florida that I've never seen before in a house. Guess what it was? Mm-hmm. It has to do. It's very Hurricane common. Shutters. Very common up north. Oh, a sump pump. Nope. <laughs> a wood fireplace. Oh, wood stove <laughs> or wood fireplace. A wood fireplace. I like about lost it, and, and I actually sold the house. The guy was like, "Going, what's the, what's up with the fireplace?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know." And it's it actually has been used. I said it must be somebody who is from where I'm from 
um, and, and they just miss the 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 whole fireplace and the whole fire experience. Um, yeah, because I mean. You certainly don't need it down here. I mean, the the few times that we have to turn the heat on, you know, there's it's it's few and far between. It's 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 usually maybe a, a month or something that once in a while your your system will <laughs> will kick on. But anyway, so um, as soon as she owns this house, she's gonna rip that out and uh, reclaim her living room. So, but never seen that. All right, Gary, we got to wrap her up here. So why don't you give out your phone number one more time? Folks, in the Northland, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And down here in Punta Gorda, you can reach me at 218-348-765.